We got a hot one for you this time, people. We got David Williams, World Series of Poker main event runner-up, up against World Series of Poker main event champion, Joe Cata. He also finished fifth that one time. These guys get embroiled in a hand, in a hot, hot hand. <laughs> Where, Well, let me just say this. A, a surprising amount of money is, is uh, transferred over from one player to the other. And we're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, this one is fresh off the presses, as you seem to be Hot off the presses. From 2010. <laughs> yeah. Bakery fresh. I mean, it's... Piping. It's definitely newer than some hand that Doyle Brunson and Stu Unger played in 1974. Yes. Thank you for just acknowledging how time works. But yeah. yes, it's so linear. Compared to that... Hot. It's real hot. <laughs> These guys are hot, though, and Joe Cotta's gotten... Joe Cotta's gotten even hotter lately. Because of his big run. <laughs> what do you run. mean, like physically attractive? Or what do you mean? <laughs> no, I just mean because of his uh, fifth place run in last year's main event. Yeah, one of the most impressive pairs of main event runs, if not the most of all time, by Joe Cata in 2009 and 2018, respectively. I mean, Stu Unger might, you know, fight back at you a little bit there. He might, he... but it, he was playing against like 50 players. He sure was, and they were real bad. Yeah, and Joe Cata he was just blowing them bested away. a field of 7,000 or so to win the main event, and then... Again, field of 7,000 or so, got fifth. Yeah. That's crazy. If he didn't lose a flip, he might have won the main event twice. I mean, he's if he wins that flip, he's the favorite to win for sure yeah. at that point, right? I mean, obviously, he still only wins like probably 27% of the time or right. something, but he becomes the favorite. So this is a cash game. I don't know anything about these guys' cash game chops. Um, I have a massive amount of respect for Joe Cata's tournament game. Cata was a cash game player, I think. Was he? Uh, I think so. You know what? I'm, re- I'm trying to remember back to like before his first main event when it's just been too long. I don't yeah. want to say that for sure. All right. Either way, we know Joe Ketta is an excellent tournament player. Yes. And I respect Joe Ketta as a player. I don't know if I can say the same for David Williams. We've Ouch. done some hands of David Williams in the past. And although he's had some success, I, he makes some decisions that just baffle us. Not always, though. Like there was, We did the hand with him against uh, Raymer, where Raymer's got the pocket eights and Williams well, calls him all the way down. We, we never actually okay. did that hand on the breakdown. Oh, we didn't. We just did that for the book. Yeah, with the book, which is coming out sometime. Yeah. Sometime this year. Yeah. We don't know exactly. I think it's going to be like early fall is probably when it's coming out. Okay. Like September-ish. It might come earlier. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. We're Sometimes Christmas comes early. But it's going to be fun and good. If you're wondering what book we're talking about, well, we have a name for it. Why don't we tell them the name? How Can He Fold? Yeah, and then the subtitle is Incredible Poker Hands Broken Down Decision by Decision. And it's the two of us getting, uh, having sort of a text conversations about different uh, big-time poker hands. And uh, it's pretty great. We're very excited about it's it. It's the best book ever written. And I think <laughs> that was, uh, I believe that was Oprah said that. Barbara Walters said it too, but recently I haven't been trusting her book recommendations as much. Yeah. So that, but Oprah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Obama, he loves it. And um, also John Cena. So we sort of cover the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so forgetting about the book, get, get ready for the book though. So, so the point is Williams, Williams, uh, I don't know if he was ever ahead of his time, but he was an aggressive bluffy player at the back in the day when that was really working for a lot of people. Right. Right. And he also learned that people, he sort of saw that everyone else is bluffy and crazy too. And so he became, um, I think he did what a lot of players do, which is they sort of think everyone plays the same as they do. So he also learned to not fold very much, which sometimes worked out very well for him and other times really didn't. Sure. But for the technical aspects of the game, there's 
Now, it's been years, and yeah. I don't believe it's available on this stream. By the way, as you're listening to this, it's been over five years that we've been making this podcast. It's been five years and a month really? that we've been making this podcast as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it in June 2019. How is this possible? Which is crazy. Um, but one of the earlier hands we did was uh, David Williams' EPT hand. I believe it was against Talal Shakurchi. Yeah. And Williams made decisions that I don't remember what they were, but I remember having this conversation with you and just thinking everything he did was like, can't be right. Yeah, like, I remember that. Technically like, incorrect. He had like the King Eight. Yeah. I think where he called in the right. small blind, a raise from Talal's uh, open. I think Talal had the button and had eight four suited. The flop was like eight high, but Talal flopped two pair. I think it was maybe Jack Eight Four. Oh, Jack Eight Four. That sounds right. And With two Williams diamonds. Like, Williams like raised the flop for some reason. I think Talal just called, but then like raised all in on the turn or something. Yeah. Something like that. And Williams like called. Ended up doubling up Talal for no damn good reason at all. Like yep. he shouldn't even been in the hand. It was crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So he does things that we don't always love. And uh, I will say this. This is um, going to be some polarizing stuff that's coming up with Taylor Williams decision making. Yeah. Polarizing is the word I'm using. I, I think it's possible he's retired from poker at this point. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, he may just be playing in, you know, cash games and stuff. He might be. He uh, actually he isn't entirely retired because I did hand and mob him. Oh. I was curious, and I saw that he did cash in uh, something this year. Hold on. Let me take a look at his most recent cash. I got it right here. Uh, yeah, March 2019, he played a $3,500 uh, WPT event and finished 14th. Okay. That's his, that's his one cash in 2019, though. So maybe he's just playing a little. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Only three caches in 2018. He must just be playing a little bit. He was on MasterChef. He was trying to become like a TV reality celebrity i mean good for him he, he went pretty deep in the master chef actually i think but yeah didn't win but I don't he probably think makes a mean you know risotto i bet he's a good chef i bet he is he looks like he just, when i say looks i mean he's like a like the feel of someone who would actually be really good at that at chefing it's the hair you can tell by yeah. looking at somebody oh, if they're by good the at- way yes i've chef dar and of course of course i can tell okay can you not tell i can't I look must- at me am i do you think i'm a good cook I know you're not, so that doesn't help. But look at me and tell me what you think. No, you are a bad cook. See? See? <laughs> anyway. Let's who, get to the... Who, what? what poker player looks like the best chef? <laughs> okay. My immediate hit before I thought about it all was Daniel Negreanu. It looks like he'd be a very good chef. Oh, I have a very different hit. Really? Who, yeah. Who do you got? Elia Lezra. Oh, yeah. I see. I see both of them in different ways. I get it. I see Elia Lezra like kind of like family cooking, but like really good at it type of thing. You've got to try the sauce. Yeah. yeah just just a little taste. Yeah. yeah. That's that's fair. I've seen Daniel doing like, you know, gastro, uh, you know, physics type stuff or whatever. And, uh, you know, doing like weird gastronomy, you know, foams and stuff like that. I could totally see that. Yeah. So there you go. Those are the answers. There's a clear worst chef in poker. Okay, it's I was going to say, Vogel, Vogelsang is clearly a good chef, by the way. I can tell that. Yeah, I think Vogelsang is probably a There's good There's no question in my mind Vogelsang makes a hell of a freaking, you know, pate. But go on. Like high-end stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very high-end. Worst end. chef, once, once I say it, you're going to be like, yes, that guy's definitely the worst is chef. Is it Mike Matisau or is it no, somebody else? No, Mike Matisau is probably pretty good at making, like, greasy, dirty stuff that tastes pretty good. I doubt it, but go on. Ted Forrest, obviously. Terrible chef. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you can't tell based on how people look. I, I lied. <laughs> Obviously, Ted Forrest is a terrible chef. Ted Forrest, I don't know, man. I'm not willing to put down Ted Forrest. I'm not that guy. I don't put down Ted Forrest. Now, there's people like Tom Dwan and Phil Ivey who look oh. like or seem like maybe they've never cooked a meal in their life. Tom Ted- Dwan has possibly never cooked a meal yeah. in his life. 
Right. <laughs> Phil Ivey's cooked a meal. Probably. When he was camping. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Ivey hasn't camped. <clears throat> All right. So let's actually talk about poker. Hey, who uh, recommended this hand? Evan Denninghoff. Yes, he did. You know what they say about Evan Denninghoff. He's, uh, his first name is Evan and his last name is Denninghoff. I mean, if they're talking about those things, they may say that about him. Yeah. Well, what were you going to say? They about were going to say about where he stands in the poker. Oh, yeah. I suggest I'm, firmament. I'm curious where you think he stands in the firmament. I mean, if he's not a Hall of Famer, he's definitely in the, uh, knocking on the door, right? He's he's had too short of a career. He's more of a yeah. recent beginner. So oh, is I don't he think still pretty new? He's had a lot of things. Yeah, lately. I think 2018, early 2018 or late oh. 2017. I take it all back, Evan. I'm sorry for getting your hopes up. You are not a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's making you a resume. You are not knocking on the door. He's, he's creating a resume. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a longevity thing as well as other things. Brian with a Y could tell you all about that. Yeah. If we could find him. Yeah. He's like, uh, maybe he died. Dude, that could be true. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I didn't think it could be true when I said it. Yeah. You don't think I people don't. can die? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not their souls, bro. It's Not their good hearts. That, it's good that you've been so sheltered. <laughs> um, let's let's start talking about that. Okay. A good good suggestion though, Evan Denninghoff. Yeah. It's a 100 or 200, 400, 800 game. The 800 is a straddle. It's the big game. Yes. Which is an excellent show from, you know, nine years ago. Yeah. And while there are specific rules to the big game, we don't have to get into them because they don't come into play in this. They do not. There's like the loose cannon. We don't have to talk about that. It is pot limit preflop. Yeah. Which I wish was something that was more adopted because I think it's really cool. And to have just like no limit post flop, that's fine. But pot limit preflop. So you just can't have people just going completely bananas preflop and kind of taking away the play. We could do that on poker time. We could. Anyway, something to consider. Um, Yeah. Pot limit preflop. I like that way better. We should do that on poker time. Yeah, maybe we will. Yeah. Anyway, that's the situation we're in. And uh, there is a straddle. Bill Perkins, always straddling if he has the opportunity. Has sure. straddled. He's rich. He doesn't care. Very rich. David Williams, uh, he is in the low jack, which is also currently under the gun because yeah. of the straddle, and it's six-handed. Six-handed. Yes, thank you. <laughs> There's a reason why I said it that way, but I'm going to wait. I realized that was too early. Please continue. He has two tens, and for some reason, he decides to limp. They're six-handed. He's limping tens. That and there's a straddle. There's three blinds. What is going on? Why? This is a decision I would not make. Okay. You can make this decision if someone's raising all the time and you want to put in a three bet, I guess. That's yeah, but the still, like, these guys are deep. Like, the minimum buy-in is 100K. So, like, you I can know. get in some really sticky situations with tens doing that. Yep. I don't know why you wouldn't just raise normal. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Maybe there's someone you're, he really wants to play hands against Bill Perkins. Guess what? Raising, you get to play hands against yeah, Bill Perkins Yeah, Bill Perkins anyway. is going to call. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Just You don't even have to raise big. You can make it $2,000 if you want, you know? Like, you want Bill Perkins in there, fine. I don't understand why he's limping. I don't either. This, is, this so feels this is, like a mistake. It's is, part of uh, a limping strategy for him, I guess. Let's, if I'm being generous. All right, this <laughs> is decision number one that the poker guys disagree with. Yeah. Ding! Decision number one that All the right. poker guys disagree with. False to Joe Cata on the button. He's got ace of diamonds, king of spades. He's going to race. Up. Oh, ding. Decision number two, poker guys disagree with. Decision number two, poker guys disagree with. Don't ruin my thing. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> a, I'm actually going to try to keep count. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. So that's not Fine. decision number two. We agree that raising with ace king is probably a good play here, Especially right? Especially after the limp, but at any time, yes. He pots it to 4,400. No problem. Goes back to Williams, who decides to call. Hey, ding. I don't know if I disagree with this decision, actually, once you've limped. That's why I'm saying ding. This is a perfectly fine. Like, you can't fold. Oh, you're being funny. Why are you ruining my ding thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun. It's kind of messed up, man. It's I'm fun to ruin your stuff, man. I don't ruin your stuff. I let you... you... Look, 
love it. Time for a tangent. You ruined my stuff right now. Time for a tangent. All right. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. On this podcast, I fucking keep track of everything. I make sure the show moves along. I let you go fucking hog wild with all your stupid bullshit all the time. I try to do one thing, one thing, and you have to take it away from me. (laughs) Why do you have to take away my dings? Why are you taking them away from me, Jonathan? I feel like this is the last straw. It's been five years. It's too late now. (laughs) It's been really building up for a while, this one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kept that in there for a, for a long time, haven't you? Nah, I'm fine. <laughs> feel better? Mm, I feel like it was a good bit, but I also want to keep my dings, though. Okay. So don't take my dings. I mean, I'm going to do the dings, but I won't mess up your count. How's that? Disagree. Don't do that. Anyway, so I almost, almost do you did, genuinely think yeah. William should be three-betting? No, no I, I think he should be con. Okay, because... I, I think a three-bet is actually okay with tens. We're, five, we're six-handed. Yeah. Um, and Joe Cat is going to attack this a lot i would assume a limp you know yeah um with a lot of hands many of which will just fold which is okay we don't mind to fold with tens um but we'll also call and that's okay too you know um i think i prefer a call though for the most part than a than a re-raise just because we open ourselves up to getting blown off the hand and who wants that yeah it would be kind of a disaster i mean we don't have to get blown off the hand we could just not fold not folding tens preflop for a lot of money seems like a bad idea I mean, it all sounds bad. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I think a call is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Once we're here. Yeah. Probably should have raised initially, but whatever. Might have gotten three bet and the pot would be even bigger. And We would have gotten three bet. Yeah. And the pot would be bigger and then we would call that. Yeah. So what else? Here we are. Here we are. So 4,400, David calls. The pot is now 10,800 and the flop is real bad for tens. It's the ace of clubs, jack of diamonds, and the four of hearts. Yeah. Williams checks. Sure. No, no ding there. Pretty good. Kata is going to bet. Seems completely reasonable. Yeah, he should bet. He bets 6,800. Can Williams fold already? Ace, Jack, four. He bet 1,600? 68. Oh, 68. That makes a lot more sense. I was going to say, I don't think you should fold for 16. No, I don't think so. Um, okay, he can fold, but it's really okay to call once. It's Joe Kata. Joe Kata is going to be going to have misses here for sure and going to give up. A call fair once amount. with, is he? No, that's the key. Is he going to give up a fair amount? I think he is. On an ace high board, he's going to assume that we have an ace and aren't folding. It's David we, Williams. You mean, by we, you mean David Williams. Yes. Yeah. David Williams is not the kind of guy who folds all that often. Is true. Notably so. Um, these guys have been playing with each other on the EPT and other things, I'm sure. I would think that David Williams could call once and Joe Cat is going to give up a fair amount. Not always, but a fair amount. All right. So with, I, think it's, I think it's okay to call. I think it's okay to just give up right now, though, and throw your hand away and not put any more money. Okay, so... Yeah, I think throwing the hand away is okay, especially against Kata, because I remember watching this session of the big game, and Kata was not messing around too much. You know, like, he's not going to pot it over a limp in a straddled pot with just random hands that often. Oh, of course not. It, it doesn't have to be random, though. I mean, you could absolutely be ahead of things that are C-betting here, right? A fair amount of things, right? Like, worst pocket pairs, king-queen, yeah. queen-ten, king-ten. Okay, that's about it. I don't know if he's really going to raise those last two that you said. Nine-ten suited. I don't know if he's going to raise that preflop over the limit. Oh, this is your point of him yeah. not messing around, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's not as good if he doesn't have all those things in there. That's true. I mean, Queen 10 suited, you don't think he's going to raise? I mean, first of all, we block it pretty heavily. We do. And I think it's quite possible he just overlimps that. Yeah. Really? Based on the session, yeah. Okay. I mean, I certainly don't remember the session because it was like 9 million years ago. I remember it. I remember it pretty well. I remember Kata was just like basically never out of line. Okay. Um, but certainly he can have sevens here, right? If he has sevens, he's yeah. going to raise it and he's going to see bet, right? He's gonna, he can have sevens, eights, nines. Sure. Yep. And those are hands he's going to bet once and give up on, usually. 
Yeah, but he's also got a lot of aces. Of course. But I mean, if he, I mean, as Williams, the plan would be if we call here, we're just calling once, I think, and assuming like hoping he gives up and when he doesn't give up, be done. I, w- I want to make this argument a little further. Good. Because you in particular recently over the past year or so since reading the Ed Miller book have been very much about not folding yeah. certain portions of your range. Correct. And I think sometimes there's reasons to do it. Like if you know Joe Cata has been playing pretty much like standard poker this session, not messing around too much. Maybe we give him one or two seven eight suited, but he's usually just overlimping those in this spot. Mm-hmm. He's really not raising those. So his range comes down to what? Like, I guess he's got the king queens. That's good. He's got a smaller pocket pair. He's got yeah, probably sixes through nines. Sure. Although he might overlimp some of those too. But let's let's give him all of them though. It's not that many anyway. Okay, so those are the good things basically. Yep. That's about it. Um, those are all good things for sure. And then he's got ace ten plus and all the bigger pocket pairs for sure. He might have ace nine suited. Maybe. I mean, I think it'd be weird for... I mean, ace-nine suited is not out of line at all six-handed. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So I, I, I think we can give him ace-nine suited also. So I'm giving him more value, but whatever. Um, yeah, ace-ten and all the bigger pairs, right. Right. Like, I don't know if he's actually betting kings and queens on this flop. So we might be able to... He might check those. I think he might check kings and queens. So, so then we can... Uh, I mean, But even if we're generous and we... I'm sort of coming around to your side pretty quickly here. Even if we're generous and we eliminate... Kings and queens, and we, but we're giving him ace nine suited. And we have to eliminate nines a little bit too, and eights a little bit too, if we're eliminating kings and queens. Well, the difference is that kings and queens have a lot less to protect against, right? That is accurate, but I'm I'm saying like at least some of the time he's not going to bet nines and eights if he's not going to bet kings and queens. Okay, sometimes. Okay, that's fine. I, it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah. Okay, so if there were thirty four or was it thirty? Yeah, thirty four combos of things we want him to have before we eliminated any of the nines or eights yeah. or something like that. We eliminated a few of those. We get down to like 31 or 30 or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's call it 30. Uh, okay, just doing combos here. We're going to get, I think we're going to catch up pretty quickly. Yeah, like, 12 combos ace-king, 12 combos ace-queen. Uh, let's see, there's six, only uh, six. Nine, of, nine combos of ace-jack. Nine combos of ace-jack. I mean, that's 31 already. And then ace-10 is going to be just four combos. Cause it, well, three, because it's suited. Your three suit. combos. And then ace-nine. Oh, well, ace-10 off, preflop. Probably I lower. mean, I would do ace-10 off for sure. I'm yeah, I would think to... so. I think so. So four combos, right? Well, if it's ace-10 off, it's a whole lot more than four combos. If it's ace-10 it's off, two it's... two by three, six combos. Because David Williams has tens. Oh, right. I was not thinking of that, I will say. Yeah, six combos. Yeah. And then there's so 37. Ace, there's ace ace and jack jack. Mm-hmm. There's another six combos. Yep. So up to 43. Now, can he, you're saying he doesn't have any air in his range. Does, would David Williams reasonably know that though? I don't know. And he, I mean, sure, he probably has some air, but he's not going to have like a lot. Right. And, but but we're, we were giving him like very reasonable air or very reasonable yeah. bluffs. We got to give him a little bit of like less reasonable stuff too, right. a little bit. Okay. Fair. But also at the same point, you have to take into account that 16. Of the combos that you want him to have, have massive equity against you. King, queen, King you queen, mean? Yeah. yeah, no question about it. So Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm fine with folding right now. I don't hate folding right now. I think it's fine to do it. Um, but I think it's okay to call once, having said all of that. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like a huge mistake to call once. And this is, by the way, assuming that Cat is shutting down on the turn. Oh, yeah. If we think Cat is just going to keep firing with value and with bluffs, it's... I mean, I guess you could say, well, I'm just going to call him down and hope he's bluffing, but that sounds like a terrible plan on yeah. this board um, where I don't believe he's going to... I don't believe he's going to do that. I think if he bets once, he's often going to give up a lot on the turn or, sh- or like just stop putting money in, you know? Yeah. Um, so 
uh, realize some equity or re- get to showdown, whatever it may be. Right. Well, Williams decides to call. Yeah. I'm going to give him a half ding for that one. I think it's at best a half ding. Yeah. And so, maybe even a no ding. Maybe it's a silent ding. It's a one. In, he's at one and a half dings. I'm at, he's at a, my personal ding meter is, is still stuck on one. I, I'm not going to dock him for it. I, I think you're probably right that a fold is, is, is probably better, but I don't think it's so much better that I can ding him for it. Okay, fine. But what you should ding is your internet. Ding, ding, ding. That's how you type in nitrogen sports poker room. Ding. What, how do you, the, the, never how mind do you type that, it in by never going mind ding, the, ding, that, ding. The, It was just a bad transition. Don't worry about it. But you should use the <laughs> link in the description when you sign up for nitrogen sports poker room because that gives you access to poker guys exclusives, as we call them. So are we just going to like let this elephant in the room just walk on through and not say a thing about the room it? thing? Is it the room thing again? You're just going to. So, okay. So I'm just going to call you out, I guess, is what's okay. going to happen. So I guess they're paying you. They're just giving you money, I guess, because you're just claiming it's a room. You're continuing the lies. Why can't we just all be honest with each other? This is my question. Okay. Nitrogen sports <laughs> internet gathering place for poker. Yeah. It's like the area. Nitrogen sports poker area. Yeah. That's fine. Can't we just call it what it is? Okay. Nitrogen sports poker area is Thank a wonderful you. place to play poker. I feel better about that. Tell them why, Jonathan. Well, I, I will tell them why, Grant. <laughs> it's for several reasons. Uh, one of them is that it's a Bitcoin-only poker site, which is great because getting your money in is super fast, and getting your money out is industry-leading, talking 90 minutes from the time you request your withdrawal to it being in your wallet. That's amazing, and everybody else takes days, if not longer, and sometimes they screw you, which sucks too. Nitrogen doesn't do any of that. They get your money super fast. Uh, of course, we also have our end-of-the-month tournament every month on a Sunday. We have our big tournament where Nitrogen guarantees 1,000 buy-ins and we get like 80 players max, which means there's 920 buy-ins just sitting there waiting to be scooped up by y'all. All you got to do is click the link in the description to be able to sign up and have access to this great tournament. It's good times and great stuff. They also grant, because I'm not done. I feel like you're about to speak, but I'm not done. They also have sports betting, which I will partake in personally. They have uh, casino games as well. All sorts of stuff. If you like getting in there and playing, you got to get in there to Nitrogen Sports Poker Area. And get you some poker? Yeah. I'm going to call it the Plains. The Nitrogen Sports Poker Plains. Well, now you're doing just a different lie. But it's Planes a- are a very specific thing. Yeah. There's oh, an entire Planet Earth episode about planes because oh, there's specific geographical Here features, we go. Jonathan. Are you saying that it, this poker is occurring on a Plains? On a plane, not a plane. No, it depends on the situation. Also, there. a plane is is not what you're describing. What is? What is a plane? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there are stewardesses. There's a pilot. Stewardesses. A plane. Wow. Wow. Planes. Stewardesses. Welcome back from the 50s, <laughs> Mr. Time Traveler. <laughs> you got me on that. You did get me. I mean, there are stewardesses. There's, oh, they call flight. Everyone's flight attendants now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Stewards How and stewardesses. You? <laughs> you know I'm not young. Uh, you're not that old either. We call them stewardesses when I was a kid, man. <laughs> what do you want from me? Anyway, flight attendants, fine. Pilots, flight attendants. So when I said nitrogen storage poker planes, that's what I meant. You're flying to greatness so that's just and a to riches. That's just a different lie. How is that a lie? By the way, a plane is just a very advanced kind of room. Oh, boy. A room with an engine and wheels yeah. and wings. Yeah. A bird is just a very advanced bathtub, according to you. It's Bath. basically the same idea. Okay, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm, so, I'm, I'm tired now. <laughs> yeah, that was tiring. Yeah. All right, so we've got David Williams with two tens on this Ace of Clubs, Jack of Diamonds, Four of Hearts board. He has check called Joe Cata, who raised pre-flop and C-bet with Ace of Diamonds, King of Spades for top top. Pot is $24,400. The turn is the Five of Spades. Pretty much never changes anything. Bing, bing, bing. I guess Dave Williams could have Ace Five suited. He could. That's about it. Cata could have pocket fives sometimes. I guess Williams could have pocket fives. Really, yeah, based maybe. on how he played this, but... Whatever, it very rarely affects anything. I mean, then he doesn't get to be beating sixes, sevens, eights, and nines that yeah. could be in Cata's range. That's a good point. Williams checks. That's I fine. like that. Unding. No, he doesn't remove a ding for checking. I'm taking one off. No, you're not. Okay, continue. Cata's going to keep betting. Should Cata keep betting? Okay, here's the reasons to keep betting. Uh, one, Williams is definitely a bit of a station in general. Yeah. As we've seen even from this hand, like... I think he's. I think it's fine for him to call the flop, but I think in his mind, like, of course he's calling the flop, you know. And like we've seen in other examples, like the EPT hand you referenced, him super stationing, and that's a guy you want to get big value out of. Yeah. And I like Kata continuing here because of that. Also, there are reasonable hands Williams could really have here that you can get value out of, i.e., worse aces. Yeah. Now I don't know how many worse aces really are here. Like, what are we think? Like, what are we putting? Williams on as kind of like, and when we bet, hoping to get called because we are obviously hoping to get called, not raised and not folded. I don't know. Like, it's tough to put a good player on things when they limp call. My best, my best guess is Ace Ten suited. Yeah, I think it might be like a bunch of Ace X suited type hands. Yeah, Ace Eight suited, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I guess if he's limping tens, maybe he can have Ace Queen. Yeah, I guess so. As Cata, we may just not know that. Right. Um. But maybe we just also feel like, you know, it's Dave Williams. He likes to call. I'm just going to fire again and, you know. I really hope he has Ace-8 suited and never folds. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what Cata goes for. He bets 13K, and I think a big part of it should be that Williams is a station. That probably helps. It's it's perfectly fine not to bet here and check it back, though, I think. Like, it's really okay to do that sometimes. The thing is, like, if you're going to barrel twice on this board a fair amount, now maybe Joe Cata just isn't. Like you were saying, he wasn't getting out of line. But if you are, then this is the kind of hand you often have to be betting for values to yeah. protect your barrels. Yeah. Ready for a ding? I'm always ready for a ding. Williams does not fold. He calls. Oh, see, when you said Williams does not fold. You're hoping he raised? He, I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, if he raised, it would really be like, oh, man, Kato really shouldn't have bet the turn. Now he's in a tough spot. Now he's in a really tough spot. What can he beat? Instead, like, Williams with two tens on this ace-jack four-five board, having been raised pre-flop. And Seabed on the flop calls again with two tens. This okay. is a ding. How many dings do you have him at? Two and a half. So I had him at one because I didn't give him, but now I'm giving, I'm dinging him one and a half personally. So my <laughs> personal ding meter is the same as yours. Two and a half. Two and a half. What the bloody hell is ding. this? Why would you call here? This is like when you make an omelet and the shell just gets everywhere, man. <laughs> what the, I mean, okay. Let's see if we can come up with any justification. He thinks Kata's just going to see bet his entire range, and his entire range includes a ton of hands that I don't think it includes, like 7, 8, and 8, 9, and hands like that, and he's going to keep betting no matter what. I don't know why you would think that. but That's all I got. Yeah. It's I not like Williams picked up equity. It's not like a king or a queen or something where he has a gut shot now. The turn was jack. Five. Five. The board is... Ace-jack, four, five. 
Yeah, I mean, you have to have really good information on Joe Cata. And even then, you have to know he's like, I mean, really good information to be able to call twice here and be right yeah. enough at the time for this to be okay. I don't see how this could be a good play. No. This just seems like a terrible play, and I don't know if there's anything to say about it. Beyond. Yeah, that this seems is just about right. Like, I'm deciding to call because I'm because I'm David Williams, and I it, it worked once, and I finished second once in a thing, the main event. So yeah, I mean, I, like sometimes you're getting bluffed here. That's yeah. too bad. I mean, like this is the part of your range that you fold when you're exactly. getting bluffed. Anyway, it's right. fine. This is know? why, like, like to me, like, yeah, you can call once with the tens, but you can't call twice. Like calling again now, unless you're up against the crazy dude, you just can't call again. No. The crazy dude, you can decide to call down, but even then, it's not good. No. It's really questionable and often not going to work out. I mean, against the crazy dude, you're supposed to pick certain runouts and certain hands on those runouts, and you still right. have to fold some of them. You just call 100% against the crazy dude. Right. And Joe Cata, by the way, definitively not the crazy dude. Really, really strongly not the crazy dude. Yeah. So this is just really bad. There's, there's no real defending this in any way. I don't know if there's anything we need to say about it, except no. this, this is terrible, and this is this is the biggest... Probably the worst part of Dave Williams' game is this this kind yeah. of play right here. Well, the well, pot's back then. Back then, the pot's big now. It's fifty thousand four hundred dollars. I think in Joe Cattis' mind, he's like, okay, can I bet again? Like, Probably really hard not. to get value, and now like, there's a lot of cards you really can't bet on, and I don't know about bricks. Maybe you can bet small on bricks to try and get called by the Ace Queens and Ace Tens. Like, if the, the four pairs, maybe you can bet. Yeah, but you can't bet big. Yeah, just gotta bet small enough. So how much did he bet on the turn? 13? 13 into 24. So maybe so now there's going to be uh, 40 in there? 50. 50 in there. Right. Wow. Um, so maybe you can bet like 18 on the river? Yeah. 16 on the river? And he'll just like sigh call with his, bad, with his medium aces? It depends on the card, I suppose. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah I, just, I just mean on like really safe rivers where you're not too worried about it. Yeah. But it's, not, it's totally reasonable from Joe Caddis' point of view to check it back, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a miracle to get this much value out of Ace King on this run out already. Yeah. Especially, especially with this board, especially yeah. against this hand. So 50,000 forward in the pot. The river is one that Joe Cat is going to want to bet. It's the King of Hearts. Yeah, that's a really good card. So Queen 10 got there, but other than that, it's not scary at all, really. Williams is really not supposed to have Queen 10. Queen 10 is not scary. Yeah. There's no way he has Queen 10. Right. So that's good. So like he never, he can't call the turn with Queen 10. The only way Cat is losing now is if Williams is slow playing a set the whole way. Right. And so be it at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's 50K in there. We're like 75K back or something like that. I think from Cat's well, point. I just know what the min is. I don't know what they had to start the hand because at the time they didn't have the technology to tell us stack okay. sizes during hands, of course. Okay. So, uh, okay. Fair enough. But if it's something like 100K deep or something like that, from Joe Cat's point of view, you're just bet calling. You're just going to yeah. do it. You're just going to have to do it. I guess so. I mean, if, if, Dave, if David check shoves for 75K right. more. That's what it would be. It's like, what does he have, though? Ace Jack, King Jack. Could he have King Jack and overplay it? He shouldn't have it either one of those hands no. and play him like that, but could he? It's David Williams. I don't know. He does I don't think stuff. that's such a rudimentary decision as you're making it out to yeah. seem. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you actually. Um Well, let's let's rather than do the uh the hypothetical, let's do this. There's 50k there's 50,400 in the pot. Yeah. We now have top two. We're almost certain we have the best hand. It'd be really shocking if we didn't. Yeah. The Williams still paid a set of fours. All the way. All and the a way. board where it, you wouldn't expect him to do it. Right. Whatever. So, yeah. Um, we have to bet. We're going to try and get value out of what doesn't feel like a, a super strong hand. Williams checks, by the way. So, yes. Yeah. Um, we don't believe Williams has two pair almost ever. No. 
Unless he has King Jack exactly. King Jack exactly or randomly slow played Ace Jack, which you really wouldn't expect either. No, almost never. Out of position especially. You just yeah. wouldn't expect him. By the turn, he's going to like raise. Right. So, so I don't think we have to... So like, how much can we bet to get value here? Like, that's my question. So I'm targeting basically like Ace 6 suited through Ace 10. Exactly. I think we can bet like 20 to 25K into 50. I mean, we're not supposed to be able to get called by those hands. I know it's David Williams, so maybe we can. But that's why. Yeah. It's the only reason, right? Like those, you want about like 15K? I think, I mean, the A6 still should probably fold if we I mean, bet 15K. Of but. course, the, the sizing is not a direct corollary to like how frequently we get called because different sizings mean different things to different opponents. Like 15 might be less likely to get called than a bigger bet sometimes. That's true. But it's so hard for us to be bluffing based on how this hand runs out, isn't it? Like, what are we supposed to be bluffing with that we we raised, we bet twice, got called twice, and we're betting again on this board? It's tough get, to be bluffing. It's just hard to come up with. I mean, I guess we could just have total air and decide we're, we're going for it. This is not the board I'd expect him to do it on after David Williams check calls twice. I think know? David Williams is a guy you just bet more against because he just talks himself into calling. That's a good point. If, if he, okay, right, we're up against a station. He likes to hero. To him, maybe ace six and ace and ace queen look exactly the same. He's not thinking about distribution, really. Yeah. So we should bet big because of that and not worry about it. So you were saying twenty. Twenty to twenty-five. Maybe we should maybe we should go thirty? Is thirty feels so much. Maybe we should go like sixty. Yeah. Maybe we should go forty five. Yeah. If we're gonna do thirty, we should go forty five, right? Yeah. Forty. 45. I like that. I like bigger now. Now that we're now we're because of this particular opponent. I like bigger. Right. And you know, you're gonna be like, uh, he, you're like, well, you don't have kings, bro. Like, you wouldn't have bet it on the turn, you know, kind of a thing. And maybe not even the flop. And you can have jacks, you can have ace king, you can have aces. I block your aces. I'm gonna have to call you, kind of a thing. Maybe know? something like that. Well, Cata goes with twenty seven thousand seven hundred. Okay, so he's going half pot basically. Yeah. Okay, so he's just like, I really hope you have ace queen. That that's what this feels like. Right. Anyway, Williams obviously folds. Well, he has to. And I'm kidding. Uh, rewind that, please, sir, because that was a falsity. A false, unfalsity. It was. I was gonna say an untruth and change it at the last second. Okay, it was an untruth. It was so. This farce. is like uh, ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. I could ding for a long time right now. I could ding forever. Okay, Dave Williams calls. Let's get over our emotions and talk about this objectively and see if there's any reason why. After he made these calls on the flop and turn that we progressively liked less and less. Yeah. Why he calls this river. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Well, here's, here's something I can say that's sort of pro. He has two tens, by the way, if you didn't remember that. Okay. On the ace, king, jack, four, five board, where his opponent raised preflop, bet the flop, bet the turn, and bet the river. Yeah. That is the accurate description of what happened. Yeah. Okay. So when Kata bets again, Kata is now really pretty polarized. Yeah. Does Kata ever have ace queen here? Let's say no. Okay. Let's be generous. <laughs> Excuse <It's>, me. <clears throat> we might be being a little generous to say no. It's yeah. possible we're being generous. Ace king's the worst hand he can ever have for sure, right? He doesn't have ace 10. We know that, right? He's not going to bet 27. He does not ace have ace 10. Let's not give him ace queen. Let's be generous. Okay. All right. right. So let's just talk about what the value is then if we remove ace, ace queen. Seems pretty straightforward, right? Seems pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Now, let's even be generous enough to not give him any ace wheel two pair hands. No ace four, oh, no okay, ace great. five. Sure. So we just have the sets and aces up. 
That's it, really, right? Yeah, okay. So ace jack, nine combos. Yeah. Ace king, nine combos. Yeah. Ace ace, three, three combos. combos. Yeah. So we're 21. Yeah. Jack jack, three combos. King, oh no, no king king. No king king. Yep. So we're 24 combos of like very clear value. Well, there's also, there was also a four or five on the flop. Four, right? but four we're not sure he's raising that pre flop. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it out because we're being generous. Okay. So it's only 24 combos of value. If, cool. If we're being super generous, by the way. Super generous. We could probably get to 55 or so if we wanted to. I think we probably could, but let's stay with this for yeah. now. All right. So now what are the bluffs? That's the next part of this. Well, the thing. thing is, and this is something you sometimes have said before, if we're going to give them bluffs at this point, they're almost infinite. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, either there's essentially no bluffs or he's got all the world. He's got a world and a half full of bluffs. Right. Because. Yeah, because like what else? I mean, nothing makes sense. Like if he has king queen and was bluffing on the turn, hoping to get us off like a bad ace or a jack or something like that. Well, guess what? He's bluffing to try and get us off an ace, but we have two tens. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I guess we could race, but that's all we can do. You know, like we there's, he has to have like seven, eight suited or there's and things like that. Otherwise there's just that he's triple barreling with in a spot that doesn't feel like a good triple barrel. Williams spot. called the turn. He always right. has an ace except for this time. Right. And like, I guess every other time, because yeah. it means he can have a Jack and he can have other things, but yes, I feel you. Yeah. So like, from, from cat, from Kata's point of view, he has like an ace. Yeah. For sure. Is, I, I don't think we can just give Cat a random bluffs. He's not that guy. I don't think he is that guy, and I don't think we can give him random bluffs. I don't think we can give him maybe any bluffs. He's supposed to have at least a few. Yeah. But in this case against this opponent, maybe he literally has zero. Maybe he's just always giving up on the Turner River. Always. By the way, maybe he has ace four and ace five suited. By the way, yes. maybe he has ace queen because David Williams never raised along the way. And so be it if David Williams has king jack, you lose to that hand. But other than that, you're trying to get value for more aces. Yeah. You know, like we could add a lot more value to Joe Cata's range. The 24 combos are just like this slam dunk. Definitely. Yes, he has that. And right. by the way, there's no bluffs that are like, oh, yeah, slam dunk. Definitely. Yes, he has that. There's none. <laughs> there's, there's, there's zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no, uh, like, there's no like reasonable combo six, draws. Seven, six, seven, that six, seven suit that turns a straight draw. Okay. Turns open ended. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. I came up with four combos that are <laughs> ridiculous, but possible at least. This is such a clear fold. Six, seven suited. Maybe you can have that. <laughs> Maybe if he raises it pre-flop yeah. and then bets flop and turn. What's and what's really too bad for David Williams is, and I, I don't know that he or even almost anyone was thinking this way at this time, but he blocks the nuts with his two tens. Yeah. His story is not such that he can reasonably raise. He can't have the nuts. He can't have the queen ten. No. It sort of sucks because he blocks it so well. You know, that like yeah. if he could somehow have that, it's a good time to raise. In fact, his hand sort of demands a raise. If it was like a, instead of an ace jack board, if it was a king jack board and an ace rivered. Yeah. He could he could absolutely reasonably check raise here, and Joe Cat is going to be in a world of hurt with almost everything. It's going to yeah. just be awful. Like top two, cool, but like he can have it, you know. Um, but that is not the case. That is not the case. It is very much not the case. So David Williams, I know you were joking when you said he called because obviously he folds because he has to fold. No, he calls. It's a real thing. He but doesn't Joe Cat bet twenty seven thousand yeah. actual dollars? Yeah, and Dave Williams has twenty seven thousand actual dollars fewer. But after the hand, but that's actual money that you can buy like real things with. Like yeah. twenty seven thousand dollars is like real stuff. David Williams just lost his mind. He just decided like I have decided that during this hand, for an unknown reason, I'm going to not believe Joe Cata. Yeah. 
and there's no real reason behind that. Um, that seems to be the case. Okay. Here's the best thing I can say to defend David Williams here. And I have one legit defense. Okay. It is not gameplay though. It's that he thought he had a tell on Kata, a physical read, a tell, and he's just wrong about it. So Kata was doing something. He's like, oh, that's when you don't have it. And so he's just calling down because of that. And he's wrong. And now he knows. Um, that's the only possible thing I can come up with that makes this defensible in any way. And that means he's just completely wrong about something else. Than I the just, stuff I just come about. back to, even if Kata was a guy who had like a little more waggle to his game in this cash game yeah. or was even a crazy guy. Yeah. You can find better spots to call those, those guys down. And Kat is not that guy on top of that. This is, I mean, you can clearly have a better hand than this. Like, yeah. I mean, this is so, I mean, going back to your time at the Ed Miller book and using distribution in game theory and stuff like that, like distribution would argue you're definitely folding the turn with. This oh yeah, for like, sure. For sure. Um, and by the river, you're calling with some stuff, but not too much, right? right? You're just really, I mean, you're because the board is so brutal and like you can just have, I mean, there's just infinite hands that you're destroyed by. <laughs> Basically, it feels like. Yeah. 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 David well, Williams. That's, that's one way to lose how much money that was. A ding, ding, of, ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It was uh, about $50,000. That's, that's one way to lose $50,000. You know, back in the day, Back when there were stewards and stewardesses and no one called them flight attendants, $50,000, you could buy a house in, like, Detroit. You can still buy a house in Detroit for $50,000. And that's the joke. Wow. You nailed it. You knock a show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make